right. Hallelujah. You know, the word of God says that we will be the head and not the tail. We will lend and not borrow. Amen. Amen. Man, our church, we are so rich. God gives us such a rich inheritance. When the word of God says you will lend and not borrow, that's not just talking about money. That's talking about revelation. That's talking about teachings. I mean, we are so rich, we're going to be lending revelation to other houses. They're going to be like, give us some of what you got. Let me lend and not borrow. Hallelujah. And that's, and God's just really just filling our house with such wealth. It's, it's amazing. Um, this weekend, we not only have Pastor Robert Daniels, but as I already announced, uh, Pastor Benjamin and Pastor Sonny are here. They are uh, our spiritual mentors, Aaron and I. And they have been just pouring into our lives and praying with us. Uh, even when I did my 40-day fast, uh, they both jumped in and fasted with me uh, during that period. They've been really carrying me in the spirit. I'm just so thankful uh, for their uh, love, for the way that they manifest uh, God the Father to me. Uh, it is so awesome. You know, uh, we often think of Jesus as God, the son, our savior and Lord. We think of the Holy Spirit there to empower us. But, you know, many of us who have a strange relationship with our fathers, we have a hard time experiencing the concept of God as our father. And it is through men of God that God sets in, in place in our lives. It's through them. It, it may be through them that you've been hurt, but it's through them that you will be healed. It's through them that you experience a manifestation of God, the father. In each of your personal lives. And so we're just so thankful for them. And we're so happy that they are here joining us for fellowship and ministry. Uh, Pastor Sonny uh, and Pastor Benjamin. I'm going to ask them to stand for a moment. They're right here with their daughter, Alethea. For those who took part in school world missions uh, yesterday. uh, uh, Pastor Sonny was just laying it down along with a. uh, Mickey and Daniel and Pastor Joseph, they're all here, uh, some of the sons of Living Hope, uh, their church, and they're also here helping to teach. And we're just having a good time. Just, you know, It's not just about uh, doing a, a ministry event. Uh, it's about building the kingdom through building intimacy uh, here in our lineage. And so uh, today, before Pastor Robert Daniels comes up to speak, I'm actually going to uh, give Pastor Benjamin, because he was so excited that Pastor Robert Daniels was coming here to Korea. He was so excited. So, you know, I just feel like it will be evil of me to just introduce him. I think Pastor Benjamin is just jumping out of his skin to do it. So uh, I'm going to invite up Pastor Benjamin to invite up Pastor Robert Daniels. Amen. I just want to say uh, I am incredibly excited, incredibly excited for the opportunity to introduce to you in my opinion, the greatest man of God on planet earth. But I can honestly say that I would not be where I am right now if it were not for him. And I would not be doing what I'm doing right now if it were not for him. He believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. He knew who I was when I didn't know who I was. He lifted me up when I didn't know how to lift myself up. And he showed me the father when I felt like I didn't know who he was. And uh, he's continued to speak into my life in a way that continues to elevate me and continues to elevate me. And what we're finding is that the greatest two realities at work in the world today, the greatest two realities that God is revealing in the church today are the realities of fatherhood and sonship. Fathers elevate their sons through blessing, through favor, and through truth. But now we're discovering that sons elevate their fathers through obedience and submission, through trust, and through honor. And so the Lord has given me an opportunity to open the gate to South Korea, to my spiritual father, and Pastor Christian and Aaron opened the gate for him. And whenever a gate is opened for an apostolic ministry to come in, it has significance for that entire region. And so I know that what he's going to give us today is not only going to change our lives, it's going to change this region. Amen.
So I want to introduce to you my spiritual father, Pastor Robert Daniels. that I would get the prophetic word after I preach. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful to be here. And I, words could not express uh, what I'm feeling right now. Uh, you guys are over the top with honor. I mean, you bless the very socks off of someone. Yeah. This is a great house. And there's a great man and woman of God that's set over this house and the leadership. And I met some of you. You are awesome. And it's just a privilege to be here. I'm coming from Oakland, California, from the city of the Lord Zion Church. And they've been fasting. When they heard that you all have been fasting for 40, 40 days, I said, you could at least fast for one week for me. And they did. So... <laughs> And so I'm grateful. I, I'm so grateful, and I've just spent the time. Your pastor is a man of strength. Just coming close to him. And um, my goodness, when Pastor Aaron is prophesying, and she prophesies all the time, but she doesn't say it, but this is so good. I won't try to, uh, as I said, thank you, because words wouldn't be adequate. But the Lord is doing this. He's bringing sons to release fathers into their destiny. When sons mature, they walk in such giftings that uh, they can bring fathers into their destiny that's been laboring unnoticed for years and years and years. So I'm thankful for sonship, and I'm thankful that God is raising up um, sons that are mature enough to bring the fathers forward. But... Today, I want, to, I want to talk about the stewardship that fathers have with their sons. And, and I want to talk to you about the stewardship of the Spirit. Because what I've I learned is that it is the Spirit that reveals the deep things of God, the mysteries and the treasures that are hidden. And what uh, we fail to realize is that, that God is looking to bring us into a higher revelation of the Spirit so that we, as the Scripture said, we won't know each other anymore by the flesh, but we begin to know each other by the Spirit. And that's a deeper revelation because God is calling us, he said in, a, in the word of the Lord, that, that your Father, your God, is Spirit. And if you're going to worship Him, you have to worship Him in Spirit. And so, and truth... And so what we need to realize is that we've got to move away from flesh and we've got to come into the spirit and begin to move in deep revelation. Because if I'm spirit, then I need to know you by the spirit. And if I know you by the spirit, it's not what you did in the flesh. Because the spirit brings us into new creation language. It brings us into a whole new season where we begin to speak things about the things that are new, not the things that are old. The old things don't matter. God is done with the old things. Just like he told Samuel when Samuel was praying for Saul, he said, I'm done with Saul. You see, when God is done with something, we need to be done with it. But we need a revelation. And God is entrusting stewardship with the fathers. The fathers are given stewardship to remember who the sons are and to understand that the sons are spirit as well. You see, Jesus is a life-giving spirit. And when you, when, the Bible says that, that you are sons of God. You are all sons of God through faith. Yeah. But it says because you are sons of God, God sends the spirit of sonship into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And so he's bringing us to a higher level of who we really are. And so even when, when Peter got the revelation from the Father who Jesus really is. When Jesus asked, who, who do men say that I'm, I really am? Who do men say that I am? And most of them was trying to know Jesus by the flesh. 
They could only see the flesh. But they had to get a revelation from Peter, had to get a revelation from the Father to really say that he's the Christ. And when you come into that dimension, you know that the Christ is anointing, is spirit. He's spirit. And so when you move into that dimension, you cannot know unless there's spirit revelation. And so I want to talk to you about building the house of the Lord by revelation. The, the Bible says that the word of the Lord says it's not by might. It's not by power that I'm going to build this house, but it's by my spirit. And I want to suggest to you that it's by revelation of the spirit because God is spirit and his children that are hidden as treasures among the nation. They are spirit. And, you know, sometimes we try to reach them through the soul. We try to reach them through the flesh. But God is calling us to reach them through the spirit. And so it's going to take some revelation because God knows who belongs to him. It's no mystery. And if I can know you by the spirit and I can call you forth by the spirit, then I'm going to see change in how we do evangelism. Because I can't know by this flesh. I got to know by the spirit. I got to understand by the spirit. And God is going to cause you to be able to see people And know that they are his. The spirit of God. We are going to be so dependent upon the spirit. Because without the spirit I can't do anything. You know the reason why the church haven't come to the fullness of the glory. Is because we have not. We try to abide in what God has done with. And God is saying I want you to move into the spirit. In a deeper way. In a much deeper way. And so we find that God is entrusted the revelation of the Spirit to the fathers. I want to read from the word of the Lord today. Just a little introduction of what I'm going to be talking about. In Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 19, and I'm going to read quite a body of scripture, but I, I like to hear from the word of the Lord. Now, therefore, verse 19, Ephesians 2. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household, the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The church is for the Spirit. That's what makes us different. It's because God is living in us. That, that's what makes us valuable because God is living in us. We are the house of God. We are not a house of cedar. We are a house of sons and daughters. And we've been built together to be a habitation of God's spirit. And if we don't know him, it's time that we begin to ask God and seek him with our whole heart. Don't come looking to God for a revelation if you're half-heartedly seeking him. You won't find him. He will not be found by anyone that's half-heartedly looking for him. Because you have to search him like he's a treasure that he really is. And God doesn't, he doesn't hide anything on the surface where any fool can get it. You got to be serious. When you come looking for God, you got to believe that he is. And you got to be willing to diligently seek him. And that's, we gotta, we gotta come back to the place where we begin to see Him, but we can't see Him apart from the Spirit. And so the house of God that He's building is building for habitation of God in the Spirit. Now, chapter 3, this is Apostle Paul speaking again. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation or the administration, Of the grace of God which was given to me for you. Apostolic fathers are given grace for you. 
how that by revelation he made known to me the mysteries as I've briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it has been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. We are stewardships of the mysteries of God. We are, we are responsible that the next generation know more about God than we knew. We are responsible. God, when he pours out revelation, he wants there to be someone to steward. If God does anything, when he fed the 5,000 souls, he wanted to make sure that there was someone to, gra- to gather up the fragments so that nothing of what God does is lost. God is not in the business to pour out his spirit and half of the people that come to know him are lost. That's why he he's willing to co-labor with man, but not just any man. He's co-laboring with gifts that he's given with, to the church. He's co-laboring with apostles and prophets that are foundation of this household. God is building upon the sons and daughters of the house. He is... He is the chief cornerstone. He is the everlasting son, the eternal son, but he's also the builder of the house, and he's part of the house. And so when you understand this, that that God is ready to bring us into a deeper mystery, and he's entrusting the revelation to the apostles. And for the next season, he's wanting to bring the church, I want to say this, into who you really are. You are spirit. And he wants to bring you up and lift you up into the glory that you really are. And we keep holding on to our past, but God is saying, you new creation. I can't even know you, but by the spirit. If I try to know you apart from the spirit, I might make a mistake and say something that you're not. But God is calling us. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let me finish reading. He said, I'll read verse 5 again. Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it has been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. Oh, the gospel is powerful. And the gospel is good news. And it's so powerful that, that he says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those that bring good news. The gospel should be preached in the mountains, on the top of the mountain. It is not a gospel that is so... You've got to know the word that you speak. It has power. That's why anything in the mountain speaks of power. It has power to change lives. It has power to bring you into sonship and bring you into the household of God. The gospel is powerful. He said in verse, verse number seven, he said, which I became a minister according to the gift of grace, the gift of grace of God given to me. By the effective working of his power. To me who am less than the least of the saints. This grace was given. That I should preach among the Gentiles. The unsearchable. Can you say the unsearchable? Unsearchable. Riches of Christ. And to make. Now this is the job of the apostles and prophets. We have a job we, it has been revealed to us, now work starts. We got to make you see it. We got to make you see what we see. You got, we got to make you understand that you are qualified to enter into it by the grace of God. And God wants the apostles to have faith because any work of the, of the gospel, the work of God is moved forward by faith. 
We got to believe that God is a good God, that he wants to bring his children into the household of faith, and that he doesn't want anyone left outside. He wants all to come to know him. And it's our responsibility to begin to make you see so that you can be given the stewardship of making others see. But you cannot do it apart from the spirit. It is You need new eyes. You can scratch your head and you could have persuasive words. But I'm done with persuasive words. I'm, I, I believe that I want to see demonstrations of the spirit and power. You can try to convince some people that Jesus is good, that he's real. But it, it, takes, it takes the demonstration. It takes the demonstration of the Spirit. And God is bringing us into that place. He's, he's saying that we have to make all, not just a few, make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the age has been hidden in God. Who created all things to Jesus Christ. These hidden things. The concealed things belong to God. But the revealed things belong to me. And my children. God is saying to you you today. That it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. But it's, it's the glory of kings. Kings. And you are kings. And you are priests. To search it out. Again, you've got to be willing to give your whole life. Isn't that what we say? I give you my life. Yeah. I give my whole life. That's what eternal life is, that I might know him. Wow. That's my only pursuit. And that's my only hunger, that I might know him more. And that he may be able to reveal to me. He may be reveal, able to reveal to me secrets. It takes the father, and that's why he's, he's using spiritual fathers. He's bringing spiritual fathers to bring back the identity to the sons and daughters and speak into their lives. But we have to speak out of the spirit, yeah. and we have to speak to the spirit. We cannot try to preach the gospel to the flesh because God is done with the flesh. You've got to come to the Spirit and teach them. We shouldn't be having to tell people that they have to worship God in the Spirit. That should be 101 Christianity. <laughs> we should be telling them that now you've got to learn how to rule from the Spirit. Because yeah. too many of us are trying to rule from our soul. And the soul is too close to our f- flesh. And most of us are in witch- witchcraft. We're trying to get our way and we're not trying to get God's way. That tells me you haven't come into the throne room. Because if anybody comes into the throne room, they're not asking God for anything. They are listening and God, they are coming into God's conversation. And they are seeing not what I need, but you're beginning to hear what God needs. Isn't that what happened to Isaiah when he saw the king and he saw the throne? Did he not hear God said, who will go for us and whom shall we send? He wasn't asking God for anything. When you come into the spirit and you begin to see him, you begin to, he began to entrust his heart to you. He began to understand that God has given us all things. When you're in the presence of God, you don't need anything. If you ever come out of your flesh, oh, you will find out you don't need anything. You, you, you're listening to him. As a matter of fact, everything he's given you, like the, the, the elders in the throne room, they took their... Th- Crowns every time there's worship and they give their authority and their power and everything else. They keep giving it back to God and he keep giving it back to them with more. And they keep giving it back to him. Every time there's worship, they, they, they are compelled to give everything. And I'm not just saying thank you, but, but said everything we have has come from you, God, and I give it back to you. And you just can't beat God's giving because every time you give it to him, he multiplies everything back to you. 
worshiping in the spirit, you'll get so powerful until God has to enlarge the tent of this earthen vessel because of the spirit that's in you. And he's calling forth a mighty spirit. You cannot do the things of God. You can't preach in the flesh. He's preached by the spirit and it's by the grace of God. God is bringing us into the revelation. Peter had to have a revelation. He was with Jesus all that time. And he got chummy with him. Y'all know Peter. You know Peter. When, 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 when Jesus prophesied. Now this is Jesus prophesied that this day all of you are going to be made to stumble. You know, have you ever heard that? He's speaking. He says, all y'all are going to be made to stumble this day. And Peter got up and he pulled Jesus aside said, you missed that one. <laughs> they might, but I, I'm willing to die for you. I, I, I won't betray you. Yeah, you were partially right talking to the word of the Lord. <laughs> Bro, let me just take you aside and, and help you to see that this is not how it is. He said, this day before the rooster crows three times, you will have denied me three times. Sometimes we think we know Jesus, and sometimes we come to him, and we think we just can tell him what to do. And tell him when he's taking too long. And, and, and correct him when he didn't come with you, when you wanted him to come. We just like Peter, but we don't know it. But you know what, what Jesus told him a little later? He said, Satan has asked for you. That he may sift you like wheat. Oh. <laughs> Satan has asked for you. Now, with Job, God said to Satan, have you considered Job? Peter, he asked for him. And you know what? Jesus didn't say, oh, no, I can't give you Peter. He said, but I have prayed for you. That your faith fails you not. Sometimes we have to be taught a little bit of a lesson. When we think we know more than Jesus. Oh, he rebuked him in the scripture right after he got that revelation. Yeah. You know the story he said that, that uh, I'm going to die. And he said, no, you're not. Well, be it from you. you you're not going to die like that. How many times do we correct the Lord when he's speaking to us? Our responsibility is to believe him. That's our work. God is calling us back to truth. He's calling us back to places where he had to separate Peter from Peter. He had to bring him into the new season of time so that Peter could get the revelation and hold on to it. Because he gets the revelation from the Father and the next moment Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You, have the, you don't have the things of God. You have the things of man. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's scary, isn't it? Because most of us have the things of man in our heart. What we need to eat. What we need to drink. What we need to stay. Even though the word of the Lord said, give no thought about that. But I want you to seek the higher things so that... God can reveal to you who you are. Seek the kingdom of God. Come into your places of authority. That God is wanting us to come and ask him for power to rule. And he's wanting us to learn how to rule. And and I know that you all have heard that. We, We have to learn how to, before I can rule over nations, even before I can rule in the stewardship in the church, i got to learn how to rule my own spirit. I got to learn how to rule myself and God is wanting to give us power, but you can't rule over yourself in the flesh. You have to come into the spirit.
And that's why he says, when you mess up by the spirit, I put to death the deeds of the flesh. It's in the spirit that gives you authority and power. It's in the spirit. And I want to tell you that it doesn't take a whole long time to get in the spirit. Oh, you don't have to be. "Ah, ah." No. In the book of Revelation, it's John said immediately he was in the spirit. And he was before the throne of God. It doesn't take a long time. The spirit is different from what we know. That's why we have to be taught by God. We have to be taught how to move with him. And all the things we just take so long. And he said he was right there. And he was looking up on the king. God will bring you to places in such a hurry. That's why I, I'm learning. He gives it to me in the spirit. And then I have to try to process it and put words to, to it. But in the spirit, we're just like one. We are hearing these things. Matter of fact, it's like I know these things. And I said, well, how did I know them? The spirit teaches us. Yeah. You see, you know it. Prophecy becomes different because you know the people, but you don't know them by the flesh. We know everybody by the flesh. If you yeah. find out something about a person, you remember it and you never forget it. And if you find out something about yourself where you fell short, it's hard for you to forget. Some of you in here just keep on remembering everything that ever happened to you from childhood. You just can't forget anything. You, that tells me you're not in the spirit because God, he remembers those missing of the mark situations no more. And matter of fact, he said it never really touched you. You think this shell is you. You think that somebody touched you inappropriate, but they never touch you. Don't you know that God guards his, he guards his spirits, children. And that's why he says, this, this is temporary. Learn that the things of the spirit are eternal. Learn to enjoy and, 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 and be blessed by the things that's going to be here forever. And so we have to learn, and it's hard sometimes to move on, but that's why spiritual fathers are there. And God is calling us to establish you in sonship. To establish you in sonship. Because that is the highest truth, is sonship. And when the son makes you free, you're free indeed. And by revelation, every time the enemy tries to bring you down into your flesh and cause you to remember, you say, but the spirit of God is bearing witness with my spirit that I am a child of God and that I'm a new creation. God will, he will circumvent your mind and he will just bear witness with your spirit. He will tell you by the spirit that this is not right. And many times you've heard it and it heard that witness and you just didn't obey. Yeah. You know, and that's another reason he's raising up spiritual fathers. Because we don't obey our heavenly father. We just don't. We, we get five and six confirmations. And then we won't do it. But, but he's saying, I, I, I'm, I'm entrusting, I want to work with the apostles, and they are the fathers, and the prophets, they are the fathers, and, and they have to get an account for your soul. We have to, oh my goodness, that, that's scary. He said, I want you to know that you're going to have to give an account of that soul, but I give you abundance of grace to do your job. And everything that God gives you to do, you cannot fail. And that's what fathers do. They begin to speak to the sons and daughters and tell them you cannot fail. And they remember who you are. And they speak to your spirit. They constantly speak to your spirit. Because the work of apostles and prophets are in the realm of the spirit. They're in the realm of the spirit. And they're constantly calling you to your place. And once you establish in sonship, you can't go well, he's being too mean. Oh, he's not being nice when he tells you that nothing can set you free. Nothing can make you, bring you into bondage. When he tells you that the son makes you free and he expects you to walk it out. And he's not going to cuddle you because you are a son now. And you have power to get up 
And so he has to go and he has to begin to work with your mind and begin to pull you out. Because a lot of times we, it's like we've lost our mind. It's like we lost our mind. You've been taught and, and you still, don't you know how powerful you are? You would have to bend down and let the devil put bonds around your neck. You would have to, you would have to get down on your knees. You had to, you had to lose your mind. As powerful as you are to get down and, and let the devil put a chain around your neck and bound you. And you know, the Lord doesn't come and he doesn't say, well, you was a fool. <laughs> he simply says, awake, O Zion, shake the dust off of you. Get up and break the chains. That's how he talks to you once he establishes you in sonship. Because I don't have a whole lot of time to waste. In counseling sessions, awake! Get up from here. You sleep. Boy, you done lost your mind. Get up. Let your mind come back to you. Who are, who are you? You are my son. And even the Pharisees said, we are Abraham's seed and we've never been in bondage to nobody. Even they knew that. But Jesus said, if you're in sin, you're slaves to sin. And the son is free from all of that. You're so powerful. And that's why God is coming back to spirit. Because he's wanting to present to himself a glorious church. And you all keep looking at each other and thinking about your needs and all what you don't have. And, and God's saying, I want you to hear the unsearchable riches that's in you. And you know, when God has hidden the treasures in you, you don't have anything. That's why apostles are stewardships of mysteries. I know that everything is in the local house. Everything. You, you, the throne is in the local house. And you got to get a little bit more bolder to come in and find help in time of your need. God is wanting you to know that he has placed the administration of grace in you. Every gift is in the house of the Lord. Before I came here, he said that for every need, are there any needs in this house? Oh, nobody needs anything. <laughs> I don't blame you because if you're searching God, he says the young lions may lack. But those who fear the Lord, they lack nothing. They don't have any want. But if you had a need, there is a gift in the house that can take care of that need. If there is any needs, there's a manifestation of the spirit for that need. If you need mountains moved in your life, there is a gift of faith that can move mountains. If you don't know what to do and you just don't know what to do, there's a word of wisdom and knowledge and it's in the house. You see, you'd be looking all over, even praying to God, and he says, I have hidden treasures in you. The grace is in you, ready for the administration of it. And the apostles released that grace. And so when I leave, there cannot be any needs because there's a manifestation of the Spirit for it. If you need to be healed, there is the gifts of healing in the house. In the house. God has already placed it. In you. It's not coming but by manifestation, by, by revelation. And I just want to pause. I am a little bit tired of demons manifesting. I want to see the manifestation of the glory of God. And you see the glory of God when, when God's people are cared for. I, I wondered, I said, God, you wouldn't be a good father if you hadn't prepared for it. Yeah. It, it ought to be like Eden, and, but better. Yeah. <laughs> where, where there was no want there because God has already prepared for them with everything they could possibly need and even want later on. Yeah. See, Adam 
didn't know he was lonely. God had to tell him he was lonely. <laughs> That's why he can't understand. Uh, see, God, he knows what you need. You, you don't know. But since we ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, we got so much sense now that we try to fix our own problems. We know what we need. And now we don't need a father. The guy said, Adam, is, it's not good for a man to be alone. And I want you to think about this. He didn't have to go outside of the garden. The answer to Adam's need was in Adam. You see, God hides the good things deep down in the places because he doesn't want just an old fool to find something as precious as a woman. And, and, and women, you are precious. He took her out of him. And I tell you, by the Spirit of the Lord, all the treasures are in you. It's in the house. And we are the house. It's in you. And the answer to your problem is that, I mean, the, the word of wisdom for you, you need to forget about yourself and start ministering to others. Because yeah. the manifestation of the gift that's in you is for the profit of the rest of the body. And yet you're trying to use your gifts to help yourself. Yeah. And when Jesus, when Jesus was, when the devil came to Jesus and said, if you be the Christ, and you got all this power. Why don't you turn these stones to bread? Man, we would be eating all kinds of good stuff here if some, the devil tempted us like that. And we got that kind of power. But, but the devil wanted him to try to take care of his own needs. But Jesus knows the Father takes care of my needs. I'm going to use the power to feed 5,000 souls. And he wouldn't even turn bread to... So he could get his needs met. These are things that we have to learn. Your power will begin to feed nations. But you got to think bigger than what you've been thinking. The way you've been thinking. you got to get into the spirit. And you got to be like Abraham when God calls him as a father. To begin to set the stage of what spiritual fathering is like. you got to have great faith. you got to have larger than life faith. And what I want to tell you, before God ever blesses you, he makes you great. He makes you great. Before he blessed Abraham, he said, I'm going to make you a great people. And then he blessed him. I come to minister to you and bring out your greatness in the spirit. Everything you need is right here. You don't have to search around. And we as spiritual fathers, we are beginning to understand the power that we have. That, that, that we understand that we have to administrate all this grace that's in you and in the body. And bring it to the place where when God finished meeting his, your needs... Because the body of Christ, the church is going to be glorious. We're not going to be needy children when all of the grace is there. We're not going to be needy. And once we begin to heal and and bring wholeness to us. Because the word of the Lord says, in my house, there shall be peace. There shall be shalom. There shall not be anything lacking or missing or broken. In the house of the Lord. We shall not be a broke down people. Talking about what we need. And what we are lacking. We're going to have peace. Wholeness. And once he's finished with the house of the Lord. Then we're going to take this message with power to the nations. With power. We're going to proclaim and call forth the spirits 
of the people because God is the father of spirits. He's the father of spirits. And you're going to have to begin to see the spirit of the people. And you're going to have to come into the spirit. And we cannot let the devil have the spiritual domain any longer. The church is not just a manifestation of a physical house. But it's spiritual. And that's where your power comes from. And that's where you rule from. You understand that this is temporary. And whatever you're going through, you might be going through a tough time. But I want to tell you it's only temporary. It's only temporary. You don't have to worry about that. And you need to rise up and stop thinking about yourself. It only weakens you. And God wants you to come into this place. But he is calling us. And we're releasing it into the body of Christ. The foundations have been established. They are the apostles and prophets. And there's a great blessing in them. Just like it was great blessing in Abraham. And he could speak to his children. Just like it was in David when he, God prophesied to him, as, as David said, afar off. That God is not just thinking about you, but he's thinking about the longevity of what he does. That if pastor, when 40 years, 50 years, 60 years from now, 70, when he stopped pastoring, will this thing go on longer than six weeks? After he's gone. Will we be like Joshua that they only served the Lord as long as Joshua and those that were with Joshua was there. And after that, a whole generation didn't even know him. Will we be able to steward this thing through generation after generation after generation after generation? With command, you command your children after you. To keep the right ways of the Lord. To come into the right things of God. Because so many times we see great men of God. And they've done exploits. And they didn't have a son. Didn't teach a son how to do it. And they give that work over to some fool. (laughs) That doesn't even know anything about faith. Maybe he has a gift and he probably doesn't have that from the Lord of administration. He know how to organize stuff, but he doesn't know how to believe God. Because the father forgot to teach the sons what it takes. I like it the way the spiritual father of this house said, you know, when we started this work, we went through a lot of difficulties with money first. Then I like to die. The house of God and the kingdom of God is moved through sacrifice. The house of God moved through faith and through those willing to sacrifice. You start a great work that's going to meet nations. The devil will try to kill you, but he can't. He'll try to bring you into abstract poverty, but he can't. And he said, he said, I begin to pray. And that's the answer to most everything. I tell you, I have learned to pray. I've learned to pray. And he said, a man came as he saw him. And, and, and that, make the long story short, that man gave him financial power. But we need to talk to our sons and daughters about what it takes and begin to believe with them, teach them how to believe God. Because the sons are supposed to take this thing to a whole nother generation, a whole nother level. You don't try to just maintain, just, I'm going to maintain. What, if you ever get something and you just maintain it, the devil will come within six weeks, six months, and he'll take it. Because yeah. the kingdom of God is supposed to be advancing, yeah. not just maintaining. Yeah. That's, that, that's, not just, that's just not right. But if I haven't told my sons that it's going to take some more faith, I, I was faithful to my generation. And now I have to teach the children. Yeah. At least the three generations. Mm-hmm. To teach their children. Yeah. What it takes. And that with power we began to do everything. Because the kingdom of God within you is not weakness. Yeah. But it's power. 
power and rule. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor. And uh, if he wants whatever he wants <laughs> to do now. Bless you. I'll pray for you. If As Dennis, why don't you, um, why don't you just uh, pray, pray over the house and just uh, bless us. And we'll close with praise. Amen. Just stand. I'm calling for the, the spirit of God that's in you in a new creation order. And everything is changed now because we're living by the spirit. We're living in the spirit. We're walking in the spirit and everything is changed. And it doesn't take a whole long time. Immediately, when you understand that that's who you are, and that's how you get into the places with God, he'll take you to the mission field before you ever got there, and you'll look and see what's going on in the Spirit. He'll move you in places and show you things that you have, not the things that you want because you have everything you need. But it's by revelation that you see these things. Because they're hidden. And he wants to see if you will come to him. And God loves to give more than anything in the world. More than he, he, he loves to receive. He loves to give. And so we can come to our father and, and he will be there. And so father, you're a spirit. And you've sent the spirit in, of sonship into the hearts of these your sons, and they're crying, Abba, Father. And they'll never forget who they are, that they are life-giving spirit. That we here today, we are a life-giving spirit. And the spirit will rush through our, out of our innermost being like a river of living water. And everywhere we go, we bring life. We bring blessing and health and healing and wholeness. Because we are the people of God. We are the sons of God. And what I saw my father do, that's what I'm doing and that's all that I'm doing. Everything has changed. You knew. And so I bless you today with the things of the Spirit because that's who you are. In the name of Jesus. Receive it today. Because everything has changed. Nothing is like it was. The old things now are passing away. Your old memories. And nobody has to do any deliverance on you because you are free. Because I establish you today in sonship. In the name of Jesus. And you'll hear my voice say, awake and get up from there. Get off the dust. In the name of Jesus. I bless you today. In Jesus' name. Amen.